Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 20, the big Woo-hoo! 2 <laughs> the one with the evil orthodontist. Uh, so before we get into the actual episode, as always, let's do a mental health check. So how are you doing, Jasmine? I am feeling the tiniest bit defeated um, due to some technical difficulties, but otherwise a little tired. I haven't been sleeping well. Um, and my car battery died today, so that was nice. Oh, yeah, I, I saw was- that. Yeah, I was trying to be a good housewife and uh, go to the grocery store to get food so that um, when my husband gets home, he can cook dinner. (laughs) (laughs) But that didn't happen because when I turned the key to my ignition, it said click, click, click. And I was like, well, (laughs) I guess I'm not going anywhere. So other than that, though, I'm good. It's Tuesday, I think. And... The weekend's almost here. <laughs> it's Tuesday, I think. The weekend's almost here. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. I haven't really been feeling that well, like physically, health-wise. So I haven't really been sleeping that great. Like I am usually sleep like five to six hours, which is fine. I can still function like that. But last night, I slept three hours. I got sleepy while I was at work. But obviously, I'm working, so I can't go to sleep. And then after work, I was like, I'm going to take a nap. And then I wasn't sleepy anymore, of course, because of course. that's just what happens. Uh, but other than that, I'm okay. I'm just kind of bleh, bleh. I thought I would enjoy the sunlight now that we have the extra hour of sunlight. But I haven't even gone outside to enjoy it because I'm just like, ugh. You know, I just feel icky. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I'll go tomorrow. (laughs) I will try. (laughs) Isn't it crazy how your body does that to you? Where, like, you feel super sleepy one minute, and then when you go to actually get some rest, your brain's like, oh, good morning. Yeah, it's like, look at all these things that I'm thinking of. And it's like, sometimes I'm not even anxious. Like, not even thinking, actively thinking about anything in particular. But as soon as I lay down, I either start thinking of all those things or my brain's like, you know, what would be a really good thing to do right now. You should get up and like clean your closet out. That would be productive. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's frustrating. Definitely is. Uh, but on to <sighs> better things, kind of. <laughs> of course, better things. <laughs> this episode did kind of infuriate me a little bit. The one with the evil orthodontist. It's the orthodontist that really pisses me off in this one. But we start the episode with the gang hanging out at Monica and Rachel's when they discover someone is stalking them from across the street, like a peeping Tom. Almost as soon as they notice this person, though, with binoculars staring, they start to stare themselves at an ugly naked guy across the street. (laughs) In the next scene, uh, the gang is at the coffee shop. And Chandler is describing his perfect date that he had the night before to his friends. Monica asks uh, if he's already called her then. And he responds by saying, and let her know that I like her. What are you insane? The guys agree that he should wait. 
Joey even stating, yeah, let her dangle. Phoebe convinces Chandler to call her, and he does, but hangs up when he gets her voicemail, because he was not prepared to leave a voicemail. Now, do you agree that men or women should really wait a certain amount of days to call somebody that they like? Not at all. Um, I know that it's like a dating rule, where like you're supposed to wait three days or five days or however many days. I think that's so stupid, because if you are dating you're probably dating more than one person at least you know most people when it's not serious that you're getting to know people you have at least one or two that you're like talking to and you know when everything's still unexclusive I feel like it's so dumb because you could miss your chance at getting with this awesome guy or this sweet girl because you decided that you it was you know you were too you didn't want to seem so eager, overbearing, yeah, or eager, whatever, <laughs> to just go for it. So, no, I don't think that they should do that. It's so stupid. How do you feel about it? I agree. I don't know who made up this rule, but I do think that it's so stupid. Because if somebody likes you and you like them, they're going to answer your call and be glad that you call them. If they don't like you, it's not going to matter if you don't wait or if you wait the five days. Like, they're still not going to like you. So I'm not... like I, I guess I kind of get the basis of not wanting to seem desperate. But for me, any like every relationship that's been organic, that didn't really exist. And I even had this one guy that he was all about the rules, right? Like waiting to text a girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could tell because... He was really nice to me when we talked, like, really eager to, like, see me and stuff. But then he wouldn't text me for, like, days. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of dumb. Because if you enjoy talking to me and I enjoy talking to you, like, this doesn't mean we're going to get married right away just because we're texting all the time or talking on the phone all the time. But he even told me, because he invited me to what I thought was the coolest thing ever. He invited me to go, it's like Star Wars fencing but with lightsabers and I had never heard of that so I was like yeah dude like I'm down to go like I told him right away yes and he even told me himself I cannot believe that you just agreed the first time I asked you like you're supposed to play hard to get like he told me I was supposed to play hard to get like I don't play those games dude (laughs) so we actually (laughs) never made it out to go on a date we like met each other and we exchanged numbers and socials but and we talked but we never actually saw each other and I think it is because of those games but if somebody does really abide so strictly by those rules it's not somebody that I would want to date anyway because I do think those things are dumb I just think it's so silly um it's so annoying guys are annoying for anybody out there guys and girls anybody out there that is dating someone and you think you have to wait the three days don't be a pussy fucking call yeah moving on seriously (laughs) i mean that in the nicest way possible (laughs) (laughs) um so still at the coffee shop we see rachel and barry coming back from a day together barry drops her off and she tells the gang when she comes in that she had a really great date with barry They had lunch and they walked and he even bought her some Chanel perfume. Ross asks if she ever told him to leave her alone and she says they never got to it because of how comfortable and familiar it was to hang out with him. 
She said she had fun and asked, is there anything wrong with that? And Ross hits Chandler on the arm to speak up. Um, But Chandler doesn't know how to describe the situation as wrong. Monica chimes in and she says it's wrong because it's her ex-boyfriend and she dumped him. And he also happens to be engaged to her ex-best friend. Rachel says she realizes it's stupid and she will go visit him and put it to an end. Have you ever gone back to a situation that you knew was not right for you just because it was familiar and comfortable? Uh, Yes. Yes, I have. A couple of times, actually. Uh, With same situation, kind of. Well, obviously, no one was engaged to my ex-best friend, but it was with exes that I've gone back to. And even though I knew in my heart that it wasn't going to work out, it just did feel so familiar and just almost safe and very comfortable. I remember I realized with one particular ex that I, I really, really wanted to get back together with him. And I was trying so hard to, to have my heart in it because I wanted to be back with him. But it was because we were friends and we had been together for a couple of years and, and we got along really well. And for the most part, we had like the same like lifestyle and, and goals. And mm-hmm. I loved him so much when we were together. I was so in love with him. And then um, I just wasn't in love with him and, and it just didn't work out. But I remember I realized that I just wanted to go back to comfortable and familiar when I would picture myself back together with him, but I wouldn't necessarily picture myself like holding him or or being with him romantically. What I pictured the most, what my goal was to come back to the home that we'd made together, sit down and have a glass of wine by the fireplace that I knew (laughs) with like the view that I, that I was familiar with and, and having him there too felt comfortable, but it wasn't about the love you know what I mean it just felt like oh I've been here before so it's going to be easy to slide back in here because I I know this and and I feel so terrible because I did try a couple of times to get back together with him and just my heart wasn't in it and and I remember at one point even telling my friend who is a common friend of ours I think I'm just gonna marry him and she was so excited when I said that because I think when I said that to her it meant oh okay so you know, you're back in love with him or whatever. But in my mm-hmm. heart, I just said it like, I was just thinking, yeah, I'm going to marry him and eventually I'll, I'll just fall in love with him again. But I'm not quite sure that's how it works. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I didn't, uh, obviously. And I'm glad that I didn't because if, if my heart wasn't in it, I wouldn't have been a good wife to him, obviously. But have you ever gone back to something just because it was familiar and comfortable? Um, because it was familiar, not because it was comfortable. I could beat myself up over it too. Every time. Because my, yeah, ex baby daddy, number one, because there's two. Um, one was a husband. I'm not a hoe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) for the record. (laughs) Um, but my, he was like my high school sweetheart. And so we would, we were a makeup breakup couple all the time, like, I've known him since I was 14 and our entire lives that we spent together, that was a situation. We would always break up and 
like within months get back together once one time it took like three years four years um where we finally I thought like it's never gonna happen again and when I got divorced um because I still saw him because he is my child's father we started hanging out again and then started a whole new relationship all over and at this point like we're adults we moved in together we did the whole like family thing and you know whatever what have you but um but yeah with him it was always like oh I I thought he was my happy ever after like I back then obviously it was how do I even live without this guy oh my gosh and he was I mean, he wasn't a terrible person, but he wasn't a nice person. He's a jerk. Never said I loved you. Never, you know, like didn't go out of his way to show me affection. It was on his terms, on his time, when he was in the mood, like he would hug me. And if he was in the mood, he would kiss me. But if I tried, it was like, oh, you're bugging. Get off. You know, like stuff like that. And it's just like, dude. But it was so familiar to me that it's just like, it's what I knew. It's I knew... I knew how to handle him. I knew that if we got into an argument, I just had to give him a little space. And eventually he would talk to me. I knew that, you know, if my son got in trouble, I just had to back him up and we would be okay. But if I didn't back him up, I knew it was going to be a whole thing. I just know who he is, that it just made sense for me to stick around until it didn't make sense anymore. And I'm happy that something smacked me upside the head <laughs> and told me to leave this guy because hey, it was not worth my time um but yeah definitely I think it's that the hope of like something turning out right finally that kept me going back um and the fact that we were living together and stuff really like you know lit the way of this whole relationship lasting forever but it didn't happen and I'm much happier now. And I, you know, I hope that he is happy in his own space and he finds somebody to make him happy. And if he doesn't, that's on him. Cause he's not looking, but yeah, I, that is one relationship that I promise I will never go back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how familiar it is. <laughs> it's not even comfortable. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the things we do. Oh my goodness. I know. But Rachel is also not perfect because in the next scene, it takes place at Barry's office where we soon discover that Rachel's talk must have not gone as planned because they actually just end up sleeping together on his orthodontist chair. Which, by the way, gross. But on that, (laughs) what is one of the weirdest places you have done the deed outside of the comfort of your home and bed? Um... I think we've talked about this before. It was the hood of a car <laughs> oh, in a public yeah. parking lot. <laughs> That's right. We did talk about this before. Um, but the second most awkward place, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep the conversation going, was, um, oh, God. I mean, the car. The car is the most, like, it's a place where it's happened and it's just, it's so uncomfortable, guys. Don't do that. If the orthodontist chair is gross, the car is just the same, I feel like. The hood of my car was probably dirty, too. I don't think I washed my car back then. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and you, ma'am? I don't know if we've talked about 
this specific place on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I've told you in person. But I had sex at an adult emporium once, uh, like one of the <laughs> sex stores. It was terrible. Yeah. I didn't even know this was a thing. Okay, this was like a very sp- spontaneous thing. It's not like we planned to do this. But apparently adult emporium and probably other adult stores, so like sex shops, they have these rooms where you can rent them to watch porn. And I'm assuming people jack off there. And so (laughs) we had sex there and we had to pay like a dollar every now and then so that the porn could keep going because you couldn't just hang out in there. You had to be watching porn. So every now and then we have to pause so that we could put like quarters in or whatever. So <laughs> that was really awkward. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I want to repeat that experience ever again. Um, I've also had the, I don't know if a lot of people would classify this as awkward, but I've had sex on the beach, like on the actual beach. And it was just kind mm-hmm. of meh. Like I, for some reason, thought it, I'd be a lot more into it. But I was just so paranoid that someone would come out and and find (laughs) us or that I'd get sand in my hoo-ha. And that would would definitely be be a worry. (laughs) It'd be like internal exfoliation, you know? So I don't. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I I didn't. I wasn't super into it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have been either. That's never I don't like the beach as it is, so that would definitely never be on my bucket list of places to have sex. It wasn't even on my bucket list. <laughs> I just we were at the beach and we're like, ah oh, sure, why not? It was nighttime. Ugh, it was just such a terrible idea. Sorry. Sorry, Fiesta <laughs> Island. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then at Fiesta Island, that's even worse. Yes, no. dude. <laughs> But I mean, we did fiesta. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> oh my god! Moving on. You love back me. at. I do. Back at Monica and Rachel's apartment, Chandler is practicing leaving a voicemail to his date. He wanted to sound casual, and like he has a life, so he plays with dishes to pretend that he's at a restaurant. Have you ever practiced a voicemail that you were going to leave? Yes, but not a voicemail that I'm going to leave for a friend or, like, a romantic person. I practice my voicemails for work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't practice my, my casual voicemails. But to be honest with you, I don't really leave voicemails to, like, my friends or family. If I do, it's because I'm, I'm being a dork or I'm drunk. If I call someone, I leave them a voicemail, but... I am more of a text person, so no, I don't, I haven't really practiced voicemails. And I don't think I talked to a lot of people on the phone when I was a kid or in my teens enough to, you know, have to practice leaving a voicemail. I would just hang up if they don't pick up. But definitely for work, (laughs) I do practice my voicemails. How about you? So I don't practice my voicemails, not even for work. I normally just wing it and hope that I sound professional enough. But I do remember when I had my pager, I would (laughs) practice my outgoing message. And then recently for for, uh, work, I have my, like, we have a phone. And my outgoing message was just like, you've reached Alexandra Ramirez, leave a message. But it's like all computerized and stuff. It's all robot-y. 
So I decided to leave one because they don't leave, people do not leave enough information for you. Like I need specific information for me to get back to you with answers regarding what you want. So don't just call me and be like, oh, this is so-and-so calling from here. Here's my extension. Bye. Like, no, 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 homegirl. Why are you calling me so that I can research it before I call you back? So I like literally wrote down my outgoing message and like practiced saying it out loud first so that I could hear the tone of my voice. And then finally, I think I recorded it twice because I stumbled on my words like I always do. And so, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we don't practice for this shit. This is all fucking freestyle, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's when we fuck up, that's raw. why. <laughs> you know what? I guess I have to count myself lucky then that my work actually gives us an actual script. We have to use it word for word for our voicemails. And the only part that I hate about it is that in the voicemail, it promises the client that we're going to call them within 24 hours. And Oh, yeah, that sucks. But luckily, a lot of people don't call me, so it's not a big deal. Anyway, so still in the same oh. apartment, the gang notices their stalker, their peeper, looking into their window again. Phoebe waves them to go away, which actually only makes them, the stalker, wave back. Joey says that he caught the peeper looking into his apartment. He feels like he can't do stuff. Um, Monica, I think, says, what kind of stuff? And he says, like, cooking naked. Everyone, including Chandler, is caught off guard by this revelation that he cooks naked. <laughs> Have you ever caught someone stalking you, like, in, looking inside your home or otherwise? And also, have you ever cooked naked? <laughs> so, no. Um, I've never cooked naked. That sounds so dangerous, especially us Mexicans that cook with aceite hell no <laughs> yeah. I would not cook naked um, and then as far as anybody stalking me I don't think so I mean maybe in high school when like maybe just in life when you catch people looking at you but I wouldn't necessarily call it stalking it's just someone staring and then you look over and they like they either stare and smile or do that awkward like oh shit she caught me <laughs> like look away yeah um so other than that, no. Thankfully, no. I thought I was being stalked today, and I oh, just about hyperventilated and cried. And I didn't cry, but um, I was out for a run with Victor, and an SUV parked across the street from me. Like, you know, just casually parked, whatever. And we were running, and I decided I was going to walk because it's been like a week since I've gone running, and I needed to go- get into this slowly. Um, and so Victor ran ahead of me and I, he told me like, Oh, I'll just run and come back for you. And I was like, okay. So I was walking. And then when I noticed the SUV, like it parked, I'm really paranoid. So it made me a little nervous. So I started to jog a little just so that I could still see Victor. Cause if he gets too far, I can't see him. And I want to be able to see him in case I need to shout for him to come save me. Right. Yeah. So, so I, like started jogging and I got far away enough from the SUV that I felt comfortable. So there's this little like sidewalk alleyway that gets you from one street to another. And so when I was coming out to the other street that there was another, it might've been the same SUV. I didn't see who the driver was. It was just a guy, but that SUV like pulled up slowly where that um, sidewalk is and like stared down it towards me. 
and then just drove like continued driving but it made me really nervous so I was like oh my god like what the fuck am I gonna get sex traffic like what's happening no so I I got really really nervous and I like almost started crying and I started running and it was probably just me overreacting but being kidnapped is one of my biggest fears second to like you know regular stuff but like it's it's a really big concern of mine like I watch too much law in order to not think about getting kidnapped and being sex trafficked I worry about my children all the fucking time like you do not know or understand cannot possibly how big of a nightmare this is for me and I'm not trying to call it to the universe so please do not do that to me um world but um but yeah it made me really nervous and so I almost cried and then I told Victor you're not allowed to leave me anymore and he was like okay he's like okay you weirdo oh I don't think you're a weirdo I understand I mean I've had times where you kind of just get that gut feeling and it may not make sense to anybody else but if you felt it I think it's always better to be safe oh yeah I booked it my leg hurt but I ran (laughs) to catch up to Victor and you ma'am do you cook naked no I've never cooked naked I guess Okay, you can tell me if this counts or not. One time, uh, <laughs> we decided <laughs> we decided that we wanted to try to eat cookies right out of the oven right after we had sex because we wanted to see if a cookie would taste a lot better right after <laughs> fucking, you know, when you, you have that high. So I timed things perfectly. So like I made the cookie dough and then I put it in the oven and then I ran to go get done. (laughs) But then we weren't done yet. And and in the middle of us doing it, the oven started beeping. And so I was like, fuck, (laughs) I got to get these cookies out of the oven or they're going to burn. So I naked ran to the kitchen and took them out of the oven so I guess that's the closest I've come to cooking naked is baking naked I guess um taking something out of the oven naked (laughs) but no I could never cook like the types of dishes that I cook naked because yeah it was like jumping oil all over the place no thank you I'm not looking for any scary (laughs) second degree burns um and as far as the stocking so not in the context of the show I've never had like a peeping Tom that's been doing it constantly I think I mentioned before I did have a neighbor that I did catch him looking in my window every now and then but it looked like he was just in that part of his house and he happened to look at me and then Mm -hmm. he would smile like a weird Um, (laughs) but I don't think he was looking at me with binoculars I've definitely been followed and this I know for a fact that I've gotten followed Uh, once and the scariest I think time for me was when I went to go get coffee and I'm not sure if I've told this story on this podcast before sometimes the stories that I tell you and Chris and and this podcast (laughs) like (laughs) they get jumbled together but I was with an ex and we were having a really awful time and so I woke up early so that I could go get us coffee before work Mm-hmm. and I went to this it wasn't like an actual coffee shop it was one of those like coffee shacks that's like tiny and, and people just drive through it and, and you get coffee um mm-hmm. so I walked to it to get us coffee before our shift 
And I remember not even telling him that I left because I wanted to surprise him because it was so close to our apartment. I, I was just going to be back pretty soon. So I went to go get the coffee. Everything was fine. But when I decided to come back to my apartment complex, I could either go the back side, uh, which was just really quiet. It was in between a church, an apartment complex, and an elementary school. And then on the main road, it was just a very highly trafficked road. It was by a freeway entrance, by a, a Target and a Vaughn. So it was heavily trafficked. And I hate it when people look at me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I decided to go the back way. Uh, and, I, and I've done that many times before. And it was the daytime. And so I, I went the back way. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing like trousers for work. And I was wearing one of those uh, blouses that have like a little bit of a keyhole. So like you can see a little bit of cleavage. Mm -hmm. And I ha was holding the two coffees. I was wearing heels. And I started walking back to my apartment. And I see this blue van start driving the same speed that I'm walking which is really slow for someone that's driving. And then I, I kind of look and then I see this dude and, and he's smiling at me and he rolls down the window and he tells me to get in his van. And I huh. said, no, thank you. I don't need a ride. And then he said, no, get in the van right now. And I said, no, please leave me alone. And then he said, hey, I'm talking to you because I kept walking and, and just ignoring him. I was just trying to walk as fast as I could with my little patitas, you know. With Yeah. Um, and he just kept driving the same speed that I was walking. And I was thinking, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I have nothing on me. My phone was in my back pocket. I didn't take my pepper spray or my, my alarm that I usually take when I go out. I didn't have mm -hmm. anything on me. And Throw then, the coffee! And that's where I was going next. So... <laughs> So I said, please leave me alone or I'm going to call the police. And this guy said, with what hands are you going to call the police? And then he, I was like, okay, I'm not even going to engage in this conversation. I kept walking. I kept walking. And he was like, I'm going to get out of the car and grab you if you don't get in the car right now. And I was like, I'm not getting in your car. And then he's like, you can't even do anything or something to that effect. And then I said, mm -hmm. I, I have this hot coffee. I don't think that he heard that part, but I definitely thought this is the only thing I have is hot boiling coffee. And I really hope that it's still hot as fuck. And the thing that saved me because we were, like I said, in between the church, the apartment complex and the, um, the school, someone got out of the apartment complex to go to the school. So they started walking oh. towards me. It was a whole ass family, like the dad, the mom and three kids. Yeah. And then as soon as the dude saw them, he, like, stormed off. Like, he sped away. And I was like, Jeez. holy fucking shit, I almost died. Like, I really thought, because, yeah, you know, I could have thrown the coffee, but then what? Like, would that have been enough? Would it have been hot enough, you know? Like, yeah. And I got to the apartment, and I was crying, but because I was in a really, really bad place with the dude that I was dating at the time, mm -hmm. when I told him... He didn't even care. It's almost like he didn't believe me. Oh. And then I got to work and I was still all shaky about it. And I was telling 
another one of my coworkers because he asked me what was wrong with me. And then he's like, well, look at what you're wearing. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Fuck that guy. Because it does not matter what I'm wearing. I could be walking down the street naked, you know, if it wasn't illegal. And that does not give anybody the right to want to grab me or put me in their van. That is not an excuse. Not at all. And I hate it when people say that because every time people say that, I know in my heart that that's not true. But it doesn't matter what I wore. That doesn't give anybody the right to do anything to me. But every time I hear that, it doesn't matter. I always think, man, for a split second, I think, yeah, they were right. I was being slutty, obviously. Luckily, I snap out of it really quickly. Like, no, fuck that shit. Fuck that logic. It's not my fault. But a little part of me always falls back to that. And I just, I hate that. But yes, someone did follow me. And not even a month later... No, actually, it was like a month and a half later. Someone else followed me at work. Oh, no. And it was, I had to get rescued by these two ladies. It was a whole ordeal. <laughs> but, yeah. Jeez. I, Woman. I, I, I hate that. I know, seriously. <laughs> I hate that because, so in this instance, I was very aware that I was being followed. But in the other instance where these two ladies rescued me, I had no idea until they actually told me and they mm-hmm. showed me evidence that I was being followed by someone. So I wonder how many fucking times this has happened and I don't realize it that I was just this close to getting snatched by someone or murdered or whatever. So that Jesus makes woman. me super paranoid. That's why I always carry all those things now. <laughs> like I don't even go take out the trash without it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't be sorry. It's always better to be safe. Jeez. Yeah. You never know. I agree. Again, I watch way too much Law & Order to not be on high alert all the time. Every yep. time. Crime documentaries, too. Yep. All my little podcasts. <laughs> <sighs> all my podcasts I listen to. Um, okay. Um, back at Barry's office, Rachel is trying to convince Barry that what they did was bad. Uh, with Barry stating that, no, actually, it was very, very good. Rachel feels guilty about Mindy, and Barry then asks her if Rachel just wants him to break it off with Mindy. He asks her if he wants, if she wants to go to Aruba with him. Rachel then realizes that she can't find her bra, and Barry hands it to her. As they say goodbye with a kiss, a 12-year-old walks in and sees them kissing. Have you ever misplaced an undergarment after doing the deed? Not an undergarment, but, like, something that, man, so I once had sex in somebody else's bed, (laughs) and not me, but the person I had sex with left their undershirt there, and so I thought I cleaned everything up, (laughs) like, all the evidence or whatever, and then something in my gut told me to look again and as I was making the bed yeah I found this dude's undershirt and I was like oh my god because this would have been hella (laughs) awkward because I shouldn't have done that in the first place that's disrespectful (laughs) and to be fair I didn't have time or or another place to do it at but um yeah, I felt, I felt hella guilty. Uh, they never found out, but 
Yeah, that's the only thing. I've never missed place like underwear or anything like that. I I've known where I I left them. It's not like I I lost them. But how about you? Yeah. <laughs> um. So <laughs> it wasn't underwear. It wasn't anything actually. We had gone to my. Well, actually, and this isn't even me losing anything. We had gone to my aunt's house last weekend up in uh, Hemet. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, we were drinking, and I woke up the next day, and I don't remember putting on my pajamas. So then my niece was like, oh, my God, you guys were partied out last night. There was clothes in the, in the yard outside and this <laughs> and that. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, did I strip down? And like, <laughs> that's why I woke up in jammies? And so then Victor was like, no, it was like a sweater or something. And I was like, oh, well, that's not clothes. Freaking cabrona. She scared me. Um, but, but I have, like, in my own house, in my own bed, like, I'll get undressed under the covers. And, like, I will practically make the bed just moving the um, blanket around so that I could find, like, my pants or my undies or a pair of socks. I can never find them in my bed. Never. I don't know where they disappear to. I eventually end up finding them like at the foot of the bed or under a pillow or on the dog bed. Like, cause I have just a little poof that's next to my, um, on my side of the bed where the dogs sleep. And so like, I'll find it, but it's never where like I specifically took it off. Like I take it off and it's at the foot of the bed where I know that I'll find it. <laughs> I don't know how I get lost. But it always gets lost, and then I'm like, well, fuck, dude. So then I end up grabbing, like, other undies or whatever, other pants or another shirt because I can't find what the fuck I was wearing. And then as soon as, like, I'm dressed, oh, there it is. And it's like, well, that's great. That's just more laundry I have to do. Thanks. Not that I wouldn't have washed it anyways, but that's just more shit to add to the pile today that could have been there tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. And actually, now that you mention it, I do lose specifically socks. (laughs) only in my bed like I don't really lose like my undies like yeah I misplace them for a bit but like I I find them pretty quickly but socks I do not know where the fuck they go and it takes you I'm assuming after you got dressed you find them like it takes me like the next day to be able to find them when I'm (laughs) making my bed for the day you know if I if I happen to make the bed that day yeah, And I just don't understand because where they appear, I swear to you, I looked there. I don't know why socks become invisible at night. They always do. And in the dryer, too. It's so annoying. Oh, my gosh. The dryer. But in the bed. In the bed, it's the worst because it's like, dude, I like in the dryer. Okay, fine. The dryer eats them or whatever. Or the washer, maybe. Maybe they even get lost in the wash because it's not like you're counting pairs when you're putting them in the dryer. Yeah. You know, they're like they're not sealed. So whatever, maybe the fucking washer eats it, whatever. But in the bed, you should be able to find your fucking socks in the bed. Yeah, like you just had them on. Where the fuck did they go? Like you didn't leave yeah. them alone for like 40 minutes like you do in the washer and the dryer. Like we're right there. <laughs> and I think you would agree that we are both very clean. So like yeah. it's not like I have stinky feet that you know how in the cartoons when they're stinky, they like crawl away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that situation they don't, they don't like, have socks running off like that <laughs> <laughs> i hate that shit so much oh my goodness <sighs> oh, but anyway 
Um, back at Monica and Rachel's, Rachel's Chandler is going desperate, waiting for his date to call him back. He even goes as far as testing his phone to make sure that it works. Joey says that maybe she never got his message. Phoebe suggests that he calls her again and checks how many beeps he can hear on her answering machine when he calls. He tries to do that, but instead of getting her answering machine, she actually answers and Chandler panics and hangs up on her. <laughs> Just then, <laughs> Rachel walks in and Monica notices that she has dental floss in her hair. Rachel whispers to Monica that they ended up having sex in his chair. To which Monica replies super loudly for everyone to hear, You had sex in his chair? And everyone turns around. Ross is completely appalled and confronts Rachel, asking her what she was thinking. Rachel says that they still care about each other, kind of like him and Carol. She then asks Ross what he would do if Carol told him that she wants him right here, right now. Ross says that it's a completely different situation, and he storms off. Have your friends ever confronted you about how stupid you were being in relation to an ex? Yeah, with the same ex that I always talk about. He's the only one <laughs> that has been through every era of my life. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy has the longest uh, record of being a part of my life. I mean, again, we met when we were 14 and I'm 34 now. So 20 years. Dang. Um, yeah, right? Jeez. So, yeah, every time that we got back together, specifically one of my cousins, like, I was otra vez de pendeja, and it's like, yeah, and? It's like, not he you. Makes me, he makes me happy. Lies. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And, again, especially with that guy. It got to a point where, like, when we were actually living together, even, like, my whole family was like, Mija, what are you doing? You're not even happy. And it's like, yeah, I am trying to convince myself um but I really wasn't so yeah that one ex it's always going to be that one guy (laughs) (sighs) I know and you yeah for sure so also I think an ex that I mentioned a lot who just lied to me and was not faithful but I I broke up with him the first time that we broke up and then I got back together with him. And I remember even keeping it a secret from some of my friends because I just knew they were going to be so mad at me because they told me our entire relationship, like the beginning, part one, rather, they were like, oh, my God, like, he's such an asshole. Why are you still with him? Like, he's not a good guy. He doesn't even take you seriously. All these things. And then I got back together with him and I was so hopeful and it was one of those things that I had one friend that I told almost everything that happened between us not everything but almost everything so that Mm -hmm. she could give me advice and and she was kind of like my sounding board whenever I felt crazy I just Mm -hmm. needed confirmation that no my reaction was totally valid to what this person did because you know when you're in those situations where somebody is emotionally abusing you and gaslighting you, they start making you feel like you're the crazy one. Mm -hmm. And since I had isolated myself from my friends because I got back together with him, I did tell some of this to my one friend that I always talked to. And she would tell me, no, you're not crazy. What are you doing? And then I thought things were getting better. And then he's the one that ended up breaking up with me. Of course. And I remember when we were breaking up, 
thinking. No, not even thinking. Saying this out loud, screaming it in his face. Everyone fucking warned me about you. (laughs) Because everyone did. Even people that knew him. Like, that met him at the same time that they met me. They were like, no, that's not a good guy. Like, we're getting bad vibes. Blah, blah, blah. But I was just, like you said, trying to convince myself that I was happy. And I did lose a lot of those friends that yelled at me and told me not to get back together with him because I did neglect those friendships a lot when I was with this dude. I did end up losing friendships, like, forever, like, permanently. And that does weigh heavy on me. But, I mean, it is what it is. I understand that those people don't want to talk to me again. Yeah. But, man, yeah, it sucks. So now... (laughs) I have a friend <laughs> who, I'm just going to say it, if she ever hears this, I'm so sorry, but she is so dumb because she keeps going back to this dude, and they've been doing this for years, and he is such an asshole to her, and to everyone in general. He's just an asshole, um, hmm. but for some reason, she just keeps going back to him, and you and I have had this conversation before. I don't think people are ready to leave until they're ready to leave, so... yeah. She's in that spot where she's she's almost out out, but not quite. So I am that friend right now that is yelling at her constantly yeah. <laughs> to please stop it um, because I've been there and I know how it sucks to, to feel stuck in that situation. <sighs> it's really unfortunate the friends that you lose when you put yourself in a bad situation because you never ever gain those back and even if you do it's never the same. Yeah, I agree. Like when I was married, I had a I had a friend that we were friends since elementary school and during high school we were friends and we would hang out and I knew her mom and she knew my mom and she knows my sisters and I went camping with her and her family like we knew each other our whole lives and not second grade, third grade. And when I got married, um my like she told me like he's not good for you and I was just like yeah whatever like he's nice this and that and when I don't even remember how our friendship ended but it ended because I stopped hanging out with her um I isolated myself from everybody and when we got back in touch it was through Facebook and she just kind of messaged me like oh you know, I really missed you. And I was like, dude, I miss you too. And then that was it. Like, we don't really text. We don't talk. I see her photos and I'll like them. She'll like my photos. But as far as, like, having that friendship, that's gone. And it's unfortunate. And I'm sorry that I just made it really depressing. Moving on. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. It's real life. We don't practice these. So whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, so just as Ross was leaving, the phone rings, uh, and Chandler gets startled and tries to answer his phone, but it was actually Monica and Rachel's phone that was ringing. Rachel answers and realizes it's Mindy. Mindy tells Rachel that she wants to see her, and they agree to meet each other the next day at the coffee shop. Uh, and Rachel tells the gang that she sounded really weird and that, uh, that she was going to call Barry to let him know. And as she calls Barry, um, Mindy answers the phone. And so she saves herself by saying that she figured she would be there and that's why she called. 
What is the most awkward meeting you have had with an ex or an ex friend? Hmm. Man, I mean, I'm an awkward person. <laughs> so every meeting? <laughs> every meeting that I have. No. Okay. I had the awkwardest meeting at a Cotijan somewhere <laughs> in North County, San Diego. <laughs> and I even cried at the end of it, which I cannot understand my logic. So I had been separated for over a year at that point. I think our divorce had just finalized. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband reached out to me and told me he wanted to take me out to dinner because he needed to talk to me. And I was taken aback. I don't actually remember exactly what he said to, to just have me go out with him. And I knew he was in a relationship, I think, at that point. But like I said, I mean, we've been separated for a year and our divorce was just final. I had just started dating like casually, nothing too crazy. And mm -hmm. so he he picked me up and took me to the Cotijan. It's one of those that only has outside seating, which mm -hmm. comes in handy this year, last year. Um, but we he ordered carne asada fries for us to share. And I was just still thinking, like, what? <laughs> because he was making really awkward small talk. You know how you can tell that someone's trying to get the courage to say something to you? Yeah. But then they're, like, kind of just beating around the bush or whatever. Rambling. <laughs> yeah. So he was doing that. And I was thinking, what does this guy want? Like, I was almost thinking, does he want to get back together? I don't think so. Like, we had a really weird falling apart and like it, it was painful for the both mm -hmm. of us and so I was just so confused and then he tells me that he's engaged oh and that he cannot get married so we were part he's still part of this religious organization but we were part of this um, church where once you get married through the church it is really difficult to get divorced through the church so legally, you can get divorced, but with the theology, under the eyes of God, you're still married to that person. Mm -hmm. So the reason why he took me out to dinner is the only way that he could marry this girl in the church is I had to write him essentially a letter of recommendation for him to be <laughs> able to get married. <laughs> and oh. I was so appalled. <laughs> I... I mean, I was over him. I didn't want to be with him. But for some reason, that made me really emotional because I just it yeah. came out of left field for me. I didn't think that he would get married so soon. <laughs> and I remember telling him, yeah, for sure. And then even telling him, hey, it feels really weird to hear you say that you're engaged and that you're going to get married again because they were getting married within weeks. Oh, my and so it wasn't like they were going to have like a one, two year long engagement. Like they were, I was the last step for them to be able to get married. <laughs> and so then, I don't know. I just started thinking all these, I don't know. I don't know. It just made me super sad that he had moved on so quickly, even though I moved on really, really quickly. So it's not like, like I was alone or anything, but 
it just made me feel so awkward and weird and yeah I did I told him this is really weird for me it feels really weird for me that you're engaged and he even told me something like well I don't know like what do you want me to tell you <laughs> because he knew that I had moved on already so yeah what should he tell me <laughs> I, I was just kind yeah. of expressing what I was feeling at the moment because I was afraid that I would cry in front of him and I don't oh, actually no. remember if I did or not but I definitely cried back in my apartment. And I remember going inside my apartment and my roommate, who was my best friend at the time, mm-hmm. was like, but why are you even crying? That doesn't make any sense. You don't want to be with him. And he doesn't want to be with you. So he's getting married. He's moving on. And I was like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I cannot explain this to you. <laughs> You're right. I do not want to get back together with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just a self-centered bitch, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying. Um, but side note, I did write him his letter of recommendation. Apparently, it is one of the nicest letters that an ex-wife has written about their ex-husband. Oh. <laughs> because oh I had to submit it to his bishop. And he even commented on like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the awkwardest meeting that I've had ever with an ex <laughs> What about you? <laughs> okay, before I before I say mine, can you imagine if that was like legit the norm what you had to do for every yeah like for every person you've dated, you have to write a letter of recommendation. Oh, god, oh my god, no. I would probably be so screwed, and I know a couple guys I dated have, would be super screwed. Yeah, because it's I <laughs> in some relationships, I know that I was a bad guy, so I would yeah, I would definitely I get a one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no stars <laughs> would give zero stars if I could unfortunately Yelp only lets me do one <laughs> would not go back here <laughs> would not come back here oh my god <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> um, my one and only awkward encounter with anybody again was my ex um, and what happened was that we had dated for, we were living together for five years and then we broke up and then I met Victor and we were dating and um, there was a weekend. So my ex used to be such an asshole about me having plans when my son was home. But if I, like the world doesn't work on my schedule. So if there was, like a concert or a movie or whatever the fuck that was happening on the weekend that I had my son. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was only leaving him for a couple hours. It's not like I left him for the whole weekend. You know, I would leave him for a couple hours with my mom or my cousin or whoever and come back home to my child. And so it just so happened that after we broke up, he was salty. And there was this one weekend where this comedian was going to be in town, Felipe Esparza. And I love him, like love him. And so he was going to be um, here in San Diego. And I had messaged my cousin, um, who you know, and I was like, hey, you know, do you want a double date to this? And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So we bought tickets. And then my son tells me like, oh, you're going to go there? My dad's going. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, my dad and all my deals are going to be there. And I was like, no, really, puppy? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, well, I already bought tickets. Like, I'm not going to back out now. So we get there. And it's a big place. Like, it's a 
it wasn't an arena. It was just a big place. It was at um, Humphreys by the Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's not small. So I didn't think that I would run into him. And as we're walking towards our seat, we just like bumped <laughs> like into each other. Literally, he was standing right in front of me. And he looked at me and he goes, hmm, where's my son? And I was like, with my cousin. And he just was like, hmm, and walked away from me. But I was, so Victor at this point had gone to grab a drink, I think. Like he went to go get beer for us. I was so grateful that Victor wasn't standing next to me because Diego was not a fan of his. Yeah. Yeah. And so he would have made a big stink or whatever. Um, but it was just the most awkward situation where I was like, son of a bitch. And I had a good time, but not as good of a time as I would have had if I hadn't run in. <laughs> oh man, that is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he felt it was irresponsible that like, oh, you get him, you know, cause we have 50, 50 <clears throat> custody. So I have my kid for seven days and then seven days he's with his dad. And to him, it's like, how dare you leave him on the weekend that he's with you? And it's like, hey, man, life still goes on and he's little. He has a bedtime. By the time I leave my house, he's already asleep. He's not missing anything from me. Like, what are you even talking about? It was just ridiculous. He was super, um, what's the, unflexible. Like, just relax, bro. Even when we were together, though, he was like that. Like, oh, what about the kids? And it's like, what about that kids? They're going to go to bed right now. Relax. He like, also... You don't... Uh, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, he also doesn't get to control what you do on your time with your son. Like No, that, not at all. That which is like, why I went out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like he's, like, super controlling when he has no right to be. Like, that's your time that you should get to do whatever you want with your son. And it's not like you're just leaving him for days that's stupid no no i left him home alone what do you want (laughs) (laughs) i would never not when they were that little geez but yeah it was a whole situation i was like oh my god you're so annoying get out of my face luckily though his relatives didn't see me it was only him because they would have made a big stink too wow that's stupid Ugh. Ugh. anyway ugh. (laughs) moving on (laughs) just as ross was leaving the phone rings chandler gets startled and tries to answer his phone but it was actually monica and rachel's phone that was ringing oh wait we did that one one. (laughs) cut it cut it out (laughs) the next day uh, we see chandler still waiting by the phone expecting a call back from his date joy comes in and tells him and monica that the peeper is back Rachel walks out of the living room and is super nervous about her meeting with Mindy. She explains that she feels awful about the situation, especially since Mindy used to be her best friend. So much so that she even taught her how to kiss. Did anyone teach you how to kiss? Or did you just know? I don't think I knew um, because I've told you my first kiss experience. Oh, that's right. (laughs) But... (laughs) But, but um, no, I can't remember anybody teaching me how to kiss. I think, like, I had friends that told me how they kissed um, with their boyfriends. Like, oh, this was my experience after my first kiss. But, no, my first kiss was so bad. <laughs> so, no, nobody told me. I remember. I was not an expert. <laughs> what was your first kiss? Or who taught you how to kiss? No one taught me how to kiss either. But I just kind of. 
learned along the way. Like, I don't know if I was a good kisser, like the first time that I kissed someone. But eventually I, I became an okay kisser, I guess. I mean, no one's ever complained. But yeah, no one like sat me down and was like, hey, this is how you kiss. Uh, <laughs> but I do wonder if in this context, did she mean that her and Mindy made out? It sounds like she means that her and Mindy made out. People do that. Like, I, I feel like I see that in movies and TV shows. But I've never met someone who legit told me, yeah, my girl best friend, even though we're both straight, taught me how to kiss. No, I don't think so. Yeah. That seems... I don't even think my friends would have been down. <laughs> no, I don't think my friends would have been down either. But I don't know people like are different i guess yeah different times <laughs> or the movies are fake <laughs> i think the movies are fake let's go with that and we're <laughs> not um we're not shitty kissers because we <laughs> well we could always teach each other i guess and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's an option <laughs> um no one has ever complained about me kissing either but you know you I mean, at least in my case, you adjust to how people kiss. That's true. At least I try to. You adapt. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Because everyone does not kiss the same, and some people should not kiss. That's true. <laughs> I agree with that as well. Sadly, but yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so Rachel leaves, and Joey also takes off. Monica convinces Chandler to call his date. Her name's Danielle. Uh, Chandler tells her he's calling... Oh, she calls, or he calls, and tells her he's calling to tell her that if she's trying to call, he accidentally shut off his phone, and that's why he didn't receive the call. She tells him she's on the other line, and we'll call him back. Um, and at the coffee shop, Mindy walks in and tells Rachel they should sit down for this talk. It turns out that Mindy wanted to ask Rachel to be her maid of honor. Rachel gets really excited and agrees, and when Mindy, and she asks Mindy, is that all you wanted to ask me? Mindy breaks down crying and tells Rachel that that's not all. Mindy then explains that ever since they announced the engagement, Barry has been acting really weird. And the previous night he came home smelling like Chanel. <laughs> Rachel tells Mindy not to worry and that Barry also acted weird um, when she was when Rachel was engaged to him. And then Mindy says, see, that's what I was afraid of. And it turns out that Mindy and Barry had a thing on the side when Barry and Rachel were engaged. Realizing that Barry is repeating the same pattern, uh, Rachel comes clean to Mindy and says, we're both so stupid. And has Mindy smell her wrist, which smells like Chanel. They end their meeting by apologizing and hugging. Do you have a signature scent that would give you away if you committed an indiscretion? <gasps> So, um, first, I wanted to congratulate you or at least give you props for saying Chanel. <laughs> Excuse me, dogs. I'm talking. The Sorry, the husband is home. <laughs> <laughs> that was the immersion was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so do I have a signature scent that would give me away? Um not anymore i used to and it was a chanel perfume that's so funny um but no not anymore i think i told you i'm getting a lot into scents so i have a lot of different perfumes that i wear so yeah. no 
But at some point, yes. And I wore the same perfume every day. Didn't matter if I wasn't even going out. Like I would wear it in my home <laughs> and smell myself because I'm really into uh, scents. How about you? Um, so for a long time, Clinique Happy was my go-to. Uh, and also um, CKB, Calvin Klein B is like the one male cologne that I would wear because I loved it so much. And some of the guys I dated didn't wear cologne. So I would wear it myself because why not smell good if I like it anyways. Um, And so that one, yeah, because I would um, like hug people and they could smell it. But I don't think anybody would ever recognize it. But those were the only two like perfumes or cologne that I would wear um, consistently that if it ever came down to it, I guess someone might recall smelling it somewhere, but not like Rachel. And who the hell even knows what Chanel smells like? Rich people, I guess. Wow, that's true. But like who like I'm saying like who recognizes scents like that? I don't have that type of smelling power. I do actually. I have allergies. Um, so I recognize <laughs> certain perfumes, but only if it's perfumes that I've worn because oh, I yeah. wear them. And so then if somebody passes by, I'm like, ooh, Chanel Chance. Like they're wearing that. I know it. Um, but not, I don't know. I Maybe Mindy used to wear it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because the CKB I can smell anywhere. Like that is the one scent that I just adore. Um, but other than that one, I don't think I could, rec- I don't even think I could recognize the Clinique Happy that I used to wear all the time. <laughs> CKB, <laughs> if it's the one that I'm thinking of, I think one of my it's exes black used bottle. to wear one. Yep, that's the one. I looked it up. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, I do like perfumes a lot. And, but I don't think I will ever have a signature scent now that I've been smelling a lot of others. <laughs> because there's so many things out there well and I have allergies so I, I can't wear all kinds of perfumes I get really sneezy depending on the scent so it has to be somewhat subtle it can't be like super too out much there because I will go into a sneeze attack and those are oh, not no. fun I mm. feel super bad because sometimes I'll spray my perfume and I always try to do it away from the dog and the cat but I remember this past weekend, actually, we went to go see my boyfriend's parents and I forgot to wear perfume and, and it wasn't even for them. I just I couldn't smell me, you know, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to spray it on my wrist just mm-hmm. conservatively. And I did it and the windows in the car were rolled up and the dog had like a sneeze attack. I felt so bad. Oh, no. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so I rolled down Poor the windows. Dizzy. I know she probably truly did get dizzy. <laughs> but uh, now we're back at Monica and Rachel's and Chandler is still waiting for Daniel to call him back Joey comes in and tells Chandler that the phone is actually not working and Chandler realizes that he actually turned off the phone which is why he's not getting these calls have you actually ever sat by the phone waiting for somebody's call yes when I was a teenager in middle school and high school But it wasn't that I was desperately waiting for someone to call me. 
it was that it was midnight and I was supposed to be sleeping and the phone hung up and then somebody was like supposed to call me right back. And so like I would have to be right by the phone to catch it before it would um, ring completely. Like it would just instead of the whole (laughs) because if I got caught with the phone after midnight, I would get in so much trouble. And obviously like at this point, I was living with my grand or not living with, but like staying with my grandparents and like they would hate it if the phone rang super late. Um, so yeah, I definitely stood right by the phone waiting for it to freaking ring. It's the worst. It was like anxiety um, causing. <laughs> I agree. <sighs> and you? Oh yes. Um, but uh, unlike you, mine was for a desperation reasons uh, because I, wasn't uh, super attractive back in my super youths I'm still a little youths right now but in my super youths I was really (laughs) awkward looking like when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. and sometimes a dude would be like okay yeah I'll call you and they would say that they would call and then I would get so excited I would kind of plan my day around it like, oh, Gil- Gilbert said he's going to call, so I can't go get ice cream or I can't go get the mail because what if he calls me while I'm getting the mail? And I was just stupid and just <laughs> waited by the fucking phone. I no longer do that. If someone tells me they're going to call me, I'm like, okay, cool. If they'll call me, my phone will ring. Like, that's that's just the way that it's going to go. Um, but yes, I definitely did that when I was a teenager. Very much yeah. like Chandler. I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. Me too. Text me instead. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're sitting there waiting for a text. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, Anyways, so Joey calls the peeper having found out their name. And it turns out that the peeper is a woman named Sydney. Joey confronts her, but she ends up complimenting him. Um, which seems to soften him up. And then Joey tells Monica that the piece, the peep, <laughs> well, <laughs> Joey tells Monica that people also complimented her looks and they both ease up. In the next scene, Rachel and Mindy storm into Barry's office together and they confront him about the situation. Barry ends up choosing Mindy over Rachel and begs for her forgiveness. He gets interrupted by work and leaves the two women alone for a moment. Mindy tells Rachel that she will most likely still marry him because she really wants to be Mrs. Derry, Mrs. Dr. Barry Farber DDS. <laughs> uh, she asks Rachel to still be her maid of honor. And of course, Rachel says yes. Um, have you ever confronted a cheater? Again, props for the Mrs. <laughs> Dr. Barry Farber DDS. I have confronted a cheater. Um, it was it was the same dude that I kept confronting. Oh my god, my story too. <laughs> and so the first time, somehow we never actually resolved it. So he left, and he just came back at like four in the morning. And in his drunk, drunken stupor, like, I asked him if he'd been with another woman, and he said yes. But then, <laughs> but then he ended up getting super depressed about his life and saying some really, really dark things to me. So my focus oh, no. kind of shifted from that to, oh, I have to make this guy 
feel better. Also, the next day we had a really big day. We had to go pick his friend up from the airport. I had to start work at 7 a.m. And it was 4 in the morning and he was taking me to work. Oh, my God. And it was just, yeah, I shifted my focus away from that. And then I tried to talk to him about it again. And then he immediately shut down and started crying. So I didn't ask him about that time again. And then another time, I also found out he was lying to me about where he had been. And so I confronted him about it. And I said, is so-and-so and is so-and-so there? And he said, yes. And then oh. I was like, so what are you doing? <laughs> and then somehow he made me feel crazy that time. And then I was like, okay, I'm crazy. Because these were all things that I, I never knew the extent of the cheating. So I didn't know if they mm-hmm. just made out or they actually had sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I found out that, and I think I've talked about this before, like he gave someone chlamydia because this chick was confronting mm. him about it that I realized, yep. oh, holy fuck, what is happening? And then another time I confronted him about it because I started getting that gut feeling that you get sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when something's wrong. And so what I would do every morning and every night is I would count the amount of condoms that we had, which I realized (laughs) was not like a foolproof thing to do, because obviously if someone's accusing him of giving them an STD, he's obviously not rapping it all the time. Yeah. But I actually, and it was something that I did very like autopilot like as soon as he got up to take a shower I would count the condoms uh, right after he went to bed because I'm always the last one to go to bed just because insomnia so I would count the condoms and finally came the day when the amount of condoms did not match (laughs) and I fucking lost it oh my god so like I woke him up and I tried to confront him about it and he just went back to the same thing which is to not necessarily say yes I cheated but to say Mm -hmm. something along the lines of like oh I'm sorry I just always look for other women's attention because you do this or you didn't do that and you don't make me feel loved the way that I want to feel loved but no he never actually said yes I cheated on you and Part of the reason why I wanted to stay with this dude Mm -hmm. was I just wanted him to tell me. (laughs) I wanted him to take accountability and say, yes, dude, I fucked another woman or I'm seeing another woman. But he never did. I know now for a fact that he was. Mm -hmm. But I, for some reason, had it in my head that if I heard it from him, that it would actually be true and that I would leave when I heard it coming from his own mouth. I practically wanted either to hear him say that or to actually watch him fuck someone else so that I would know a hundred percent without a doubt that I wasn't crazy. But I did. I kept confronting this dude and he just kept dodging the bullets or basically saying yes without saying yes. And then yeah. agreeing to go to therapy because of it and then just not actually doing it. So Yes, I have. It's. I wouldn't actually suggest anyone confronting a cheater unless you're ready to leave. Um, yeah. I guess if if you are okay with forgiving a cheater, 
which I have some limitations about, maybe confront them and still stay with them. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself through that shit again. I would just say, Hey, I know you did this. I'm taking off. But because that shit's exhausting. Have you done it? Mm, I have, and it is exhausting. And it sucks that uh, what ends up happening, as I've experienced, is that it makes you question Everything. every other relationship. Yes. So, um, so if you know your man's cheating, you should leave. And if you're not ready, be ready to deal with that constant worry because it is always on the back of your mind. But um, with that same ex that we keep bringing up, because <laughs> for some reason, apparently we like to beat a dead horse. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's the story fits. It's not not a purpose. Um, but this guy, like, it was me. I was actually looking for reasons to leave him, and then I still didn't. But I went through this guy's phone. He had a best friend who doesn't even live in the state anymore, and she didn't live in the state at the time. But she apparently, I didn't know, they had slept together at some point. And she had moved out of the state, had gotten married, had a baby with another man, and texted my man that she still wanted him, that she missed him so much, and she wishes that she lived close by so that she could have sex with my man. Yikes. I confronted him about this and was like, bro, what the fuck? How dare you? This and that. And his excuse was, she's my childhood friend because they went to elementary school together is where they met they went to middle school they went to high school until he got kicked out so it was like this whole we have history we have history and it's like if history is going to bring y'all together fine but if not this bitch needs to get the fuck out of the picture do not call her do not talk to her do not text her she's not allowed to have your fucking phone number anymore she is now married that bitch needs to get the fuck on with her life and leave you alone she was married i am your baby mama Oh, yeah. Oh, she got married and had a baby of her own. And I was like, dude, I am your baby mama. Like, we're trying to make this work. This bitch needs to make this shit work with her husband. Fuck that. Yikes. Like, I was beyond livid of the fact that she even texted him. Like, bitch, do you not honor your own vows? Like, what the fuck? Apparently not. So that was one. And then another one was... um I was giving his mom a ride to work and um, he had gotten a text, but he had got up to help his mom with something before we left the house. And so I checked his phone and he had texted some girl about, oh, look, I bought you something for Christmas and blah, 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 blah. And I have a present for you. And what are you going to give me for Christmas? And it was flirting. Like it wasn't a casual conversation. There was other stuff that I can't remember exactly what he said to her or she said to him but it was sex related and so I confronted him about that and then he just joked about it like I was like dude what the fuck because the the number was stored on his phone but it didn't have a name so it was just a phone number so I was like what is this what the fuck are these text messages who the fuck is this bitch and he was like you're tripping it's a wrong number I don't even have this number saved like obviously I don't know this person and I was like well then why are you talking about buying them Christmas presents and giving them stuff and you know it was like sexting and he was like no that's not what happened you're tripping blah 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 making me think I'm crazy and as I was leaving with his mother already in the car he shouts at me like oh I'm gonna go back to texting my side chick and this and that ha 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 like laughing and I was like are you fucking kidding me like are you fucking kidding me 
I have never driven so fast to get back to my house. Like, I was so freaking pissed. And he tried to just play it off that I was crazy and whatever. I mean, I stuck around. But still, I was so fucking pissed. Like, (sighs) yeah, it's not worth confronting a cheater unless you're planning on leaving. And unless you have actual evidence. If you have a feeling that he's cheating and you have zero evidence, don't even waste your breath. Or Don't even waste your or breath. Or if you know that they're cheating, like let's say because you found out certain information, but you don't actually have screenshots or documentation to back it up. I know it doesn't make sense because you know in your heart that, or not even in your heart, you know that he did it for whatever reason that you know. That man is still going to look at you in the eye and tell you that he's not. And lie. And make you feel like you're <laughs> stupid. And what that's going to do mm-hmm. later when you're in another relationship is that shit, whether you like it or not, is going to come back eventually. It might not be super big or, or such a big deal. And you might not even externalize or verbalize those feelings to bother your current partner. But you're still going to feel a certain type of way sometimes. And you're not going to be able to help it. Because somebody fucked with your brain so much that you are doubting everything like this man that was cheating on me he would look at me in the eye and tell me lovingly holding my fucking face like they do in the movies and tell me you are the love of my life I love the way that you give me affection I love the way that you mother my son and then still do this bullshit and then look at me Mm. in the eye and tell me that no of course he would never do that like he would never hurt me like that. oh and they never apologize no it's like, they just say it wasn't it, it's shaggy they say it wasn't me yep so be careful mm-hmm. i honestly wish that i could go back in time and not even confront this dude i saw this story once of this woman who she found out that her boyfriend was cheating because she went over to his place she had a key and she went over i think to decorate for his birthday or something and had bought him even like a console like a playstation console and like these games and she Mm -hmm. she when she walked in she heard moaning and she like kind of peeped inside like his bedroom door and they didn't see her but she saw them fucking and so Mm -hmm. what she did is really quickly just left a note um that said um like you'll never see me again i know what you did something something super concise super short and even left Mm -hmm. the console and everything and literally never spoke to this person again and i wish i had the balls to have done something like that to just say you know what okay you're cheating on me goodbye we're done i'm not gonna put up with this i'm leaving but no i just had to make myself crazy for a year (laughs) bro i made myself so crazy that i would get off of work early and not tell same and just come home like surprise had a minimum day like had a fucking short day at work or i got we got sent home because the computer crashed or whatever the fuck excuse i had to say for my reason of coming home i did this early to catch it to catch him i did the same (laughs) shit there was a couple of times where he told me hey i'm coming home um i'm not feeling well um i'll pick you up from work because he used to drop me off and pick me up and i would Uh literally take an uber and just go home and and put like be under the pretense of oh I just want to take care of you I just want to surprise you Mm -hmm. and he would get mad at that and it wasn't necessarily I never actually caught anybody in my house in my apartment Mm -hmm. but I would always imagine him 
texting somebody else because I wasn't there or talking to somebody else on the phone because I wasn't there. And my train of thought was, no, I'm not going to sit here at work while you peacefully text this other bitch. Like, if you're going to try to text this other woman, at least have to put in some effort. I'm going to go and be in the same space as you are. Yep. And I feel so (laughs) stupid now because I think about those times and and there were times where, yeah, I literally just left work to keep an eye on this dude. And I made up that I was like not feeling well, which arguably, no, I wasn't feeling well. It wasn't like my head was going to be at work anyway. But it wasn't something like physical, you know, that you normally leave work for. And so I, mm-hmm. I felt like such a bitch. And I think I only did that like twice. But man, it was just so stupid like the things that your mind goes through and I know too also that there were times when he wasn't being shady but because I've learned of his shadiness throughout other times in our relationship that I was in fact acting unreasonable because he had shown me all those other times that he was lying to me I know which is why I told him that we should go to therapy Um, and we ended up not making it to therapy but the thing that bugs me the most is that I do still carry that sometimes. And I've gone to therapy for a couple of years now. And I still feel like that. Even with my current partner. Not to say that I feel it all the time or even often. I can count like probably twice I've felt like a certain type of way. But Mm -hmm. this is a person that has never given me a reason to doubt him. So he shouldn't have to suffer the consequences of somebody else doing that to me. And I am still working on that. And I hate it. Uh, yeah, that is actually something that I need to work on as well. And not that I, I, I don't think I accuse him anymore. I've kind of gotten over it. But it was for when we were first dating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, this happened before. So why wouldn't you do it? Right. Like, and it just sucks that you that they make you lose trust in other people. It just really sucks. Yeah. Anyways, on to happier Happier things. (laughs) All right. So back home, Rachel is telling Monica that she is fine and that ever since she left Barry, she has always been looking for confirmation that she made the right choice by leaving him. And she feels like she finally received it. So have you ever felt like you received a confirmation from the universe uh, that you made the right choice for yourself? Mm, I don't know if I've ever received confirmation. Like... Where it was so clear cut that it was like, ah, yes, this is exactly why I left the situation. Um, Because when I broke up with my ex, he proposed and it was like, well, that's what I wanted this whole time. But it wasn't worth it for me at that point. I had already checked out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. But I can say that being in my relationship now, I'm happy that whatever happened to get me out of the last one happened. Um, because I'm much much happier now. But no, I've never received like nothing's ever happened that I could be like, ah, thank God that happened. Because now I'm here, or now I know, you know, it's been confirmed that X Y Z was bad for me. Never anything so clear cut like Rachel. What is the universe thrown at you? A couple of things actually. So I tend (laughs) to to think about this too much because I think it's really cheesy and while I do believe in some kind of divine intervention by the cosmos I don't 
really believe in it too much or try to rely on it too much because then I feel like as a human then I'm gonna be like oh well nothing I do matters I just need to let things happen to me (laughs) but um so me and my current boyfriend we found out through being together and just conversation that we used to frequent the same Starbucks like five years ago or so um during the same time so the day and we used to have conversations with our friends and in the same courtyard and we found out that we used to go during the same days we used to go to a couple of gaming stores he would play D&D and I would um, accompany my ex while he was playing other tabletop games and we found out that we both applied for the same job the same year and we both got it but I didn't actually end up taking it Um, and I stayed in my in my current job and it was the same office we would have worked right next to each other and mm-hmm. we were in the same 5Ks two years in a row. Um, <laughs> and I actually, in the, in the second one that we were in, I took a picture of his dog because I thought the dog was really cute. But him and, oh, I, I, him and I still did not <laughs> talk to each other. And when we finally ended up working in the same office, we sat in the same cubicle. So his cubicle and my cubicle were right next to each other, but there was a wall between us. So I could always hear him laughing. And it, it was just, you know, he laughs a lot. So, like, I was just hearing him laughing and, and it was kind of comforting in a way. And we both had toxic relationships more or less at the same time. So while our lives were intertwined, we were with other people. Mm-hmm. And we figured out that the only possible way for us to be together was if the timing worked out the way that it did. Like, there was no other time that we could have been together. So if I had taken that job and if we would have been working right next to each other, it wouldn't have worked out because I was in a different headspace and and so was he. And if we had waited any longer, we would not have been together because I think at that time he might have been trying to work things out with his ex. And I remember Mm. the one choice that I can recall that I made correctly, kind of like the moment that Rachel had is after I broke up with my last ex I swore to myself that I wasn't going to start dating right away I was like nope like <laughs> I'm going to be a hoe I'm 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 going to be the one that breaks hearts now <laughs> um, but we ended up hanging out and I remember sitting down and thinking okay I think this is a little bit more than just a crush am I going to do it am I going to give this guy a chance and I decided that I would and later on, as we started getting to know all these little details about our lives, then I realized that, yeah, I made the right choice. And it is really sweet, also kind of scary, because I feel like now I have a lot to lose. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, it's not, it wasn't like a big haha moment, like Rachel, where one single choice uh, dictated or I got this sign that that one single choice um, made my life completely different. But it was just a bunch of little ones <laughs> um, yeah. that were significant in their own way. But yeah, I, I do feel like that. You're so cute. Isn't it adorable? <laughs> so romantic 
movie. Much romance. (laughs) Apparently San Diego is just really small. (laughs) That too. (laughs) For the three million people that live there. (laughs) Do we even have five listeners? (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, let's see. Your cousin, your mom apparently. Uh, Me, you. Victor, <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> woohoo! We did it, guys. We made it. <laughs> Ooh, look at us, big shots. <laughs> Gonna have a meet and greet at your house <laughs> <laughs> this weekend only, <laughs> and most of our listeners will already be there. <laughs> Address not provided. <laughs> okay. Um, in the last scene, the gang is hanging out at the coffee shop and Danielle walks in, uh, Chandler's date, uh, looking for Chandler. She explains to him that she had had his number wrong this whole time. And when she got the right number, he didn't answer. So she just popped in to check to see if he was okay. And when she leaves, the gang is cheering for Chandler and all happy about the second date. Um, but he ends up saying she was really needy since she came all the way to the coffee shop just to check if he was okay. What a dick. I know. That was such a dickish <laughs> move. I, I don't think that was weird for her to do that. Because first of all, he called her like three times, right? Did I count that right? He called her, left her voicemail with the, with the dishes. And mm-hmm. then he called her and she actually picked up. So he hung up. And then he called her and that's when she said, I'll call you right back. So that was like, he yeah. called it. He obviously was interested. So I don't know why it was such a big deal for her to go there because <laughs> he's a douchey douche yeah he's just one of those douche, uh, douche, guys douche. that's like too clingy must follow the rules whoa I know so rude but yeah this episode <sighs> had a lot of reflections a lot of life pondering I know <laughs> I'm sorry if it was kind of heavy for being sleep deprived <laughs> Seriously. But we did it. We got through it. Yay! Get busy! And stay hydrated, especially if you're crying. We are in tough times right now. You can't afford to lose any water, <laughs> even from your eyeballs. Drink water! And then alcohol! <laughs> and then more water! <laughs> yes, exactly. Just like that in that exact order. <laughs> okay, bye! Bye!